Assalamu alaikum, it's Ramadan. So, the big question is this How do Muslims like us, who live busy lives in non Muslim countries, remain strong in our faith and practice Islam while being surrounded by temptations and distractions? How do we reconnect with Allah and strive towards Jannah as one community of believers? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Ahmed Rehan and welcome to Jinnah Talk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh dear brothers and sisters. Ramadan Kareem. Hope the start of your Ramadan has went super super well. We are here on the second day. Of Ramadan so I wanted to continue our discussion from the last podcast which was if you remember we myself and my wife were going to a wedding and there was a debate what day Ramadan is going to begin which it always is every single year I was hopeful that it wasn't going to be on the day that we had this wedding which was on the Saturday it was however the <laughs> it was interesting actually because before the wedding I was thinking how are we going to survive like this was a western kind of wedding um, British couple and the wedding starts at 1 o'clock in the afternoon and finishes at 1am I'm thinking how are we going to survive this because I don't know if you've been to these weddings before the majority of the time is spent around drinking and the food is a huge part of it as well and I was thinking, how are we going to survive this? So let me give you a lowdown of how the day went. It was, first of all, the venue was about two hours away from their house. So we drove up, um, about two hours to get there. We got there for about one o'clock, the scheduled time. And then they had a, a service, a marriage service, which lasted about one hour. Uh, it was in a venue that was very remote, away from any cities or any towns. It was like in the middle of fields, basically. And the service lasted about an hour, took it to about two o'clock. And now between the hours of two and five o'clock, it's what they call mingling time, where they come round with canopies of food. Now canopies, if you're not aware, are when a waiter would come round with a tray, and on top of that tray there would be little portions of food on like biscuits. It's almost like a cracker. <laughs> and they would just go walking around, maybe it would be like salmon or... Or, um, yeah, I mean, it's crackers or little sausage rolls. If it was, you know, our traditional kind of wedding, it would probably be like samosas or something. But here it's not, it's a British wedding, so it's like, yeah, salmon or cheese crackers with some fancy stuff on it. Anyway, and drink and drink is like a huge part of this. Uh, they would have wine, they would have champagne that would just, you know, endless amounts of food and drink for the next three hours until 5 p.m. So there was a three hour window. Now, myself and my wife are of course fasting. So, the question is what do we do within this time? Now, of course, we have to pray our salahs, we do that. But this three hour window, we, did, we decided we didn't want to be involved or surrounded by this type of socializing because it was like just alcohol everywhere. So we, we went and sat in the car for, <laughs> for a few hours, which sounds a bit strange. To be at a wedding and sat in the car park, just what we were just um, watching clips and things like that, just kind of basically staying out of the way <laughs> for about two hours, which was a bit unusual. But hey, 
it's Ramadan and we're fasting and you know, can't be around alcohol all the time and you know, everyone's eating around us, it's a bit awkward, not even people are holding drinks in their hand, even if it was water or orange juice, we're just standing there looking at them, so it's a bit awkward. So anyway, after that, it was about two hours, so until about five o'clock-ish, then there was a group photo, we attended that, then there was the best man speech, and the kind of, the speeches in general, so everyone got seated, it was it was a wedding, there was 100, 160 people there, and we got our seat, and it was subhanAllah, it was amazing because I told my friend about our, he, he knows that we're practicing Muslims and, but it was amazing that he told the catering staff and they were aware that they wanted to serve us any food, which I thought was amazing because, you know, they've got hundreds of people, they've got loads of staff, they've got loads of things to think about and there's only two Muslims out of 160 people here. And the fact that they remembered not to serve us food was subhanAllah, was very, made me feel very seen or accounted for, which subhanAllah is, is an amazing feeling. So we sat down for the speeches, we heard the best man's speech, the the groom giving a speech, and things like that. The father of the, the bride gave a speech as well. Very, very nice. And that lasted about an hour. <clears throat> so then it was about five o'clock. Uh, sorry, that was about six o'clock. Then at that moment, we had a decision to make, <laughs> myself and my wife, because now they were going to serve the food. Now the food is normally going to last about two hours. More drink, more food. And and where we are here in, in the UK, the Maghrib time, the end of fast time is about 8pm. So we still had a couple of hours, two hours left. And myself and my wife, we agreed that we weren't going to be at the table whilst they were eating the food. Not because we can't handle it or we, we don't know what food tastes like or we're so hungry. It's that awkward feeling of people around you. I mean, have you ever been at a table or a restaurant where somebody has got the food and the other person hasn't, the food hasn't arrived yet? It's kind of awkward, right? Because the person eating feels guilty for eating in front of that person <coughs> and the other person just kind of watching. So we don't want all that awkwardness and all that. So we said, look, we're not going to be at the table while you guys are eating. But the problem with that is the next event or the next schedule was going to be 8 o'clock. There was going to be like you know, some more dancing, some more music and all this kind of, and that was away at 8 p.m. and we're here at half past five and we're like, we're not going to go back, sit in the car for another two and a half hours. So we had a decision to make and we just decided that, you know, we attended the most important part of the wedding, which was a ceremony, which was a beautiful ceremony. Uh, we had the stories how they met. <clears throat> My friend had been courting this girl for about 14 years. They had been friends. He had, you know, made advances over that period of time and she had never really thought of him as more of a more than a friend so <laughs> he had been in a relationship on and off friends for like 14 years so we had this whole backstory and that was lovely to hear that the the long game or being patient when you're looking for a spouse does work 14 years I mean I, I don't know if a lot of us could handle waiting 14 years constantly trying to get one person 14 years but subhanAllah it worked for him so it was great to hear the backstory of that so we had, that was very important and then we attended the again after that we attended and we heard the best man speeches which is a very honourable part of the wedding as well and subhanAllah I was, I was blown away actually when I got the invitation because we have a group of maybe 20 friends all we know each other from school back in high school so we've known each other 20 years 
But out of that group of friends, there was only three of us that were invited and I was in the top three. <laughs> so I was very, very honoured to be part of that top three. SubhanAllah, I was very, very honoured and blessed. So anyway, myself and my wife decided that we would just leave it at that and we made our, not our excuses, but explained to the groom, like, look, it's, you know, we need to go and we need to go home and things like that, Salah. And for us, it wasn't much point staying. We, we, we were low in energy and, you know, we're in the first day of Ramadan. The last thing we want to be doing is partying at a disco. And this party continued till 1am. So we, we excused ourselves about 6 o'clock which was great, it was good, we got there all the benefits of the wedding with none of the downsides which is the parting and the music and things like that so alhamdulillah, we drove home, we got home about 7pm and it was a beautiful day I, I just don't know how these non-Muslims last until 1am we were, sh me and my wife were knackered, we were so tired <laughs> we, we, um, yeah 7 o'clock, I think after I went to bed, tried to sleep for half an hour, it didn't work Got up, helped her with um, getting the iftar, the food ready. We broke our fast at 8 o'clock. Then we read some Quran. We went over the letters, went over some surahs in Arabic. Uh, it was apparently it was a beautiful time we spent together till Isha time, which was about 9 o'clock. And wow, we went to bed at 10 o'clock. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say it. We went to bed at 10 o'clock and we were shattered. Absolutely just exhausted. So imagine we were still at the party. I mean, those people, I mean, 10 o'clock is nothing. That party continued till 1 in the morning. So I don't know. The alcohol must make people superhuman because we were we were knackered. <laughs> so subhanAllah. But of course, we were fasting, which reduces your energy. So alhamdulillah. So that's the feedback from the wedding. It was beautiful. And I have another wedding coming up in, in a couple of months. I look forward to that one as well and it won't be within the Ramadan time. I personally, I would make the worst best man. You know, the best man's duty is to take a whole group of friends out for a weekend somewhere, get them drinking, playing party games, staying up all night, doing sort of crazy things like that. That's just not my style. <laughs> That's not my style. The best man for this wedding, he took them to another city for a weekend, drinking, partying. If I was the best man, I would say, come on guys, we just need to have a nice chilled game. We'll go and do something, I don't know, paintballing, go-karting, go play football, go to the cinema, and be home for Aisha time. <laughs> I would be the most boring best man ever. So, yes, I look forward to the ceremonies, but I'm not so much uh, into the whole stag do and the party kind of thing. So, it's good. The wedding I've got in a few months coming up is actually in my home city. So, everyone around the country is coming to my home city. So for me, I'll just go and enjoy the good parts. And when it comes to time to the party, I'll just be going home. <laughs> so yes, if anyone's listening and wants the best man, don't ask me because I'm not the best best man. Unless it's a Muslim party, then alhamdulillah, I can help you with that. Um, so subhanAllah, that's what, that's the feedback from the wedding. In regards to Ramadan schedule and how we're coping this year, so the schedule is... The eating, I don't know if you guys know about this, but this is something I came across myself and my wife. When it comes to Ramadan, the less you eat, the easier it is. See, in the evening time, when you are, you're doing suhoor, which is the, the meal we have in the middle of the night before we, we begin, for years, we were stuffing ourselves, having like heavy meals like pasta, lasagna, 
you know, roast chicken, <laughs> everything. Because you you think you're trying to catch up on the food you're going to miss throughout the day. But subhanAllah, it's the opposite actually. If you have something very light, it fills you up and it keeps you maintained and sustained throughout the day. And the reason for that is when you eat lots of heavy food, your body is working hard to digest it. The time you wake up by 8, 9, 10 o'clock in the morning, your body's worked so hard to digest it, there's nothing left. And now you're hungry by 10, 11 o'clock. But if you eat something light, some something like um, some cereals, like good quality cereals, like a granola, like a, like a, a Weetabix or a fiber rich cereal, and some yogurt and some fruit, some water, something light like that. SubhanAllah, honestly, this will keep you maintained for a lot longer. The first day and the second day that I was just passing out, there was no feeling of hunger. I know there's a lot of blessings in Ramadan and it makes it a lot easier, but there was no feeling of hunger. Just a few days ago, before Ramadan, we would eat like four meals in a day. And now, subhanAllah, two days later, it's Ramadan and we, we, we survive with one. So, so our eating has been cut right down and, and as a result, we're you know losing weight. I have already <laughs> lost a, at least a kilo of weight in the last two days due to this eating uh, or lack of eating, subhanAllah. So, so much blessings in that. The gym and working out, I work out, I still go to the gym, but a bit later in the evening, just before Salah time. I work it at home as well. Uh, I've got a, like a home gym. When I say home gym, it's a spare room in the home that's got about five pieces of equipment. So I'll let your imagination decide what you want with that. But it's, it's a spare room with five pieces of equipment, which I call a gym. So I work out late in the evenings. Uh, right now it's after Taraweeh Salah, so exactly right now it's 1am in the morning and this is the best time I, I love to work out before and I just stay up till Fajr which is about half past 4 in the morning and that is the schedule. Sleeping is, I sleep about 4 hours on, I'm up again about 9 o'clock, spend some time with the wife and then might have a sleep 2 hours later on in the afternoon, alhamdulillah, in between work. Uh, and that works for me and my schedule. My wife, she's a nurse, she works night shift, so she's working at the moment, so when she comes home about nine, I'm up as well, we can spend a few hours together, subhanAllah, and it's, it just works for my schedule. So that's the schedule throughout Ramadan. When it comes to the Taraweeh Salah, Taraweeh is the late evening prayer that happens throughout Ramadan. Now, myself and the whole community have been deprived of Taraweeh Salah for the last two years because of the COVID-19. So today was the first day I, I attended. The Salah is about one and a half hours long and it was beautiful. Honestly, it was so nice to have a community all praying in one building. There's this masjid of ours, holds about two to 300 uh, brothers. Uh, I don't know how many sisters there is. Um, they're in um, the, the other room, so I don't know how many. But to have a community all praying under one roof behind one imam, subhanAllah, it was so beautiful after two years off. So I intend to do this every single day, um, every single day this month, inshallah, inshallah, tabarakallah. Now, what was amazing as well this year is that, you know, this masjid has had Quran classes for the last 10 years. Kids that have grown up with the masjid in the community. And this year was the first year that I had seen them or I heard them lead in Taraweeh Salah. Now Taraweeh Salah means you've memorized the Quran 
to an extent where you can recite it fluently and poetically back to the community during Salah. It's not like any other normal Salah where you can just recite any surahs that you want. This is the Quran recited completely from beginning to end in order without missing any letters, vowel sounds, punctuation correctly. SubhanAllah. So you have to really know the Quran inside out. So for there to be not just one person, not just one student of this, but two students who are who have been brought up in this masjid over the last ten years who were leading the salah, that's got to be an achievement for the for the community, for the teachers. And I was in a position when I was praying next to the, the father of the Imam, the uh, the young the young brother that was leading, I shook his hand. <coughs> I shook his hand, and I was like, "Subhanallah, you must be so so proud. You must be so proud of the achievement, because the dad is is quite small. He's he's a bit shy. He doesn't speak Arabic. He doesn't know the Quran. But yet, his son is leading the community. He's leading the community with people that are, you know, sixty, seventy, eighty years old, and he's maybe." 20 years old, I wouldn't, yeah, he's about 20 years old. SubhanAllah, SubhanAllah, that shows you the blessings of the Quran where somebody so young can lead people that have lived a lifetime, three times his own lifetime. SubhanAllah, so it was a very proud moment and I was glad to be there. I mean, yeah, these are kids, I think the other imam was like 15, 15 years old. So SubhanAllah, that was just amazing and it's a testament to the community, the masjid, the teachers and the parents. The parents for sacrificing. That's years of effort. Years of dropping them off at the masjid. Years of paying. Years and years and years and years. And now they are leading the community. SubhanAllah. May Allah bless them. Bless the parents and the teachers for their efforts. And make it be a sadaqah for them. Basically them just getting started. They're going to be taraweeh for the next 60 years inshallah. SubhanAllah. 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 So it was beautiful to shake hands with his father and just like, just be, it's just amazing. Like in the eyes of Allah, this person is, is so wealthy in the eyes of Allah. I mean, he's brought a child up, taught him the Quran. He's taught him the Quran. <laughs> he's taught him everything he needs to know about the Quran and the recitation. Whilst he himself doesn't know the Quran or doesn't know the Arabic language. And as parents, as myself as parents, and you guys as parents, inshallah, Allah bless you with pay, with kids, those who don't have kids yet. But our aim of being parents is to better the next generation than what we had. So us that came over, or our parents that came over as immigrants um, to whether it was United States or whether it's the UK or any part of the world, they made the move to make the next generation better, which is for us. Now our role is to make it better for the next generation. So that's what this the father here has done. He came over from Pakistan. He worked hard. Now he, his son grew up, now he's an imam and hafiz of the Quran. So now it's on to the onus for that son to make his son a hafiz of the Quran and take him to higher heights as well. Higher heights as well, inshallah. So that's the aim of all us parents and inshallah, Allah bless us to be a great example for our kids. Um, going forward as well in the deen, inshallah. So guys, this was just a catch-up episode to really just 
round off all the things that we'd spoken about in the last kind of couple of lessons and to kind of let you know what we're doing in Ramadan so far. It's day number two. We are just about to go into day number three. It's 1am here. Got about three hours left, so I've got a few things planned. Maybe do some workout, read some Quran, catch up on any things I need to do from a, a Dean point of view, do a little bit of admin work, just anything. It's basically work, <laughs> basically working at night up until 4am, and then go to sleep inshallah after praying Fajr. So that's that's my Ramadan schedule inshallah tabarakallah. So I hope you guys have a schedule. Our next episode. We will be speaking to Imam Mufti Shabazz. We will be asking him to give us a, a lecture on, on some knowledge. The subject matter, I did have it written down. I do not, but do not worry. It will be of benefit, inshallah. And over Ramadan, we'll be doing a lot of these, actually. So there will be at least at least 10 episodes over the next kind of 30 days, all right? So every kind of three days or so, guys, and there will be an episode. So please make sure you are following so subscribe to the channel, make sure you're following, not to miss anything. And with within Ramadan, we do a lot of episodes as standard anyway, because we are getting that connection to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So guys, hope your fast goes well, and I'll speak to you guys soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. If you're enjoying this podcast, we have one very special request. Could you please like and leave a review? For this podcast, whatever you're listening to it, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google, web browser, YouTube, Facebook, whatever you're listening to it, if you're enjoying this, please leave us a review. It really helps us spread the message and it helps more than you can imagine. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.